Okay. It's what you've all been waiting for, right? You're not all here for my Bears talk. You're not here for my expectations or should the Bears trade Justin Fields. You're here for my Hall of Fame talk. <laughs> Probably none of you are. But I will say, oh, I could not be more disappointed in what the BBWAA has done. I could not be more livid at what they've done. I'm probably going to start yelling and screaming, and I'm going to get pretty heated here. I tried to contain my anger last night, and if any of you follow me on Facebook and Twitter, I put out some stuff about Scott Rowland and him getting in. So if you didn't know, let's let's go there first. If you didn't know what happened, Hall of Fame voting came through yesterday. So the ballots were counted. You have to get 75% of the baseball writers to vote you in to the Hall of Fame. Good friend of the program, Billy Wagner, finished in third at 68.1%. He may get in last year in his last year on the ballot. Todd Helton at 72%, which we'll talk about that in a second. But the only player to receive induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame is somebody by the name of Scott Rowland. 76.3%, 297 writers said yes to Scott Rowland. You look at the other names on this list. Jeff Kent, final year on the ballot for him. The greatest power-hitting second baseman of all time only got 46.5%. This is the same Hall of Fame, by the way, that said no to Barry Bonds, Hunter Clements, Kurt Schilling. And now the same Hall of Fame that said no to Jeff Kent, still said no to Billy Wagner, and is continuing to say no to guys like Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez. Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield, Carlos Beltran. All of them have not made it. But Scott Rowland is the one who somehow is deserving. So when you think of the greatest players in baseball history, Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, Craig Maddox, Cy Young, Tris Speaker, the greats from the 30s to today, apparently Scott Rowland belongs on that list. Scott Rowland's there. Scott Rowland is one of the greatest players in baseball history. He will have a plaque in Cooperstown. He will be there on July 4th week for Election Day, and he will be giving a speech telling everybody how grateful he is that he's been elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame. This is not a rant or something personal to Scott Rowland, but it's just so shocking to me. Scott Rowland in his career, 2,100 hits. Scott Rowland in his career hit 281. Scott Rowland in his career had about 310 home runs. And yet somehow, some way, that's enough to get in. Somebody told me on Facebook, actually a Baseball Hall of Fame writer, friend of the program, told me, hey, he's a third baseman. They're underrepresented. What about second base? Huh? What about Jeff Kent being the greatest power-hitting second baseman of all time? You know, 377 home runs at second base is the record. You know, had it before Ryan Sandberg, 282, and Ryan Sandberg didn't even get in on the first ballot. And Ryan Sandberg, everybody would agree today, is easily a Hall of Famer. All Cubs fans, all baseball fans would say he's a Hall of Famer. So Scott Rowland is the one who got in. I want to say this. The Hall of Fame has become a laughing stock. And it's become a situation in which every year somebody needs to get in. And if nobody gets in, 
it's a travesty for the Baseball Hall of Fame. So it doesn't matter if it's somebody who's in the Hall of Very Good. It doesn't matter if it's somebody who really doesn't deserve to be there. We need to get somebody in. So this year, it was Scott Rowland. And I want to mention this, and I was looking this up before the program today. Look back at some years in which nobody got in. 1964, Roy Campanella, first ballot Hall of Famer to everybody here today. He actually didn't get in. 1964, nobody got in. Luke Appling on the ballot. Brett Ruffin on the ballot. Roy Campanella on the ballot. Pee Wee Reese on the ballot. Nobody got in. None of them. But yet it's this year in which Scott Rowland gets in. Come on, let's look at other years. Let's take a look. We have to. Looking through the ballots. How about down here? 1950, Mel Ott did not get in in 1950. Jamie Foxx, 534 home runs, not in. Nope, not good enough. Not good enough to be in the Hall of Fame. But no, in 2022, Scott Rowland is. Jamie Foxx is considered an all-time great today. Everybody knows Jamie Foxx. One of the few members at that time of the 500 home run club, not deemed good enough to get in. But this year, we have Mr. Sabermetric Darling, Mr. Fink Statman Scott Rowland getting in. How about 1949? Can we look at 1949? Nobody got in. Al Simmons on the ballot, who is now a Hall of Famer. Jamie Foxx on the ballot. Mel Ott again. Mel Ott again didn't get in. Again had problems getting in. How about 1936? Cy Young was not allowed in the Hall of Fame. The award, the guy whose name is the award, was not allowed in. Deemed not good enough by the voting body. Got only 49% of the vote. Cy Young. But again... Scott Rowland is good enough to get in because we can't have a year in which nobody's allowed. We are not allowed to have a year in which nobody gets in because it's such a black mark on the Hall of Fame. Give me a break. Scott Rowland got in before Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Kurt Schilling and Jeff Kent. Are you kidding me? We have years in the past in which nobody got in. And there were Hall of Famers on the ballot easily. And now this year, because it's so weak and so run down, apparently, Scott Rowland is allowed to get into the Hall of Fame. This is horrible. And at this point, okay, if Scott Rowland is allowed to be in, let everybody in. All the people who fell off the ballot, who were told they're not good enough, let them in. Make it the Hall of Very Good. You might as well do it. This is ridiculous. Other players who received some votes and who were allowed to stay on the ballot include Jimmy Rollins, Mark Burley, K-Rod, Francisco Rodriguez, Torrey Hunter, Bobby Abreu, Andy Pettit as well. Omar Vizquel still hanging around too, although he will never get in probably because of the sexual abuse and uh, domestic abuse scandal. But my point is, Scott Rowland does not deserve to be there. He is a good player. But even, and I remember this, I was old enough to remember, when he retired, nobody said Hall of Fame. Nobody said, okay, you know what, this guy is a Hall of Fame player. He really deserves to be there. Nobody said that. 
Everybody just said, okay, he's gone. He's gone. And yet now here we are today, and he's in. He's in. I, I don't know what to say. Next year on the ballot, it's probably going to be Todd Helton, who sure as hell doesn't deserve to be there, and Adrian Beltre, maybe Billy Wagner. There's somebody who deserves to get in, and he's not even getting the votes. Friend of the show, Billy Wagner, taking all this time to get in because he's a relief pitcher. And the Hall is too many of those. But apparently, they don't have enough third baseman. Apparently, it's a really underrepresented position. Right, John? Underrepresented position. To the point that Scott Rowland, a mediocre third baseman, and yeah, I'm going to say it, he wasn't great. He was okay. He was never a primetime name. He was never that good. He's in. And I'll tell you, this goes all the way back to one thing and one thing only, money. The Hall of Fame is now so monetized and so commercialized that every year somebody will get in, I guarantee it. You know, there was so much controversy when none of the steroid guys got in. I think that was, what, 2018, 2019, when nobody was elected and everybody was so pissed off. How about, again, we look back at the years in which nobody got in. Let's look back in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. I didn't hear anybody complaining then when there were clear Hall of Famers on the ballot that didn't get in. Fergie Jenkins was not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Did you know it took time for Fergie Jenkins to get in the Hall of Fame? We all agree Fergie Jenkins is a legendary Chicago Cubs and MLB pitcher. It took time for him to get in. It actually took time to let him in the Hall of Fame, if you can believe that. It wasn't automatic. It wasn't right away. I mean, does that make any sense to you? It took Trevor Hoffman time to get in, right? It took Edgar Martinez time. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are still not in. How do you explain to somebody who is a casual fan, this guy has the most home runs ever, but he's not in the Hall of Fame. But they just let in somebody who is a mid-level third baseman at best. And I shared this on Facebook, although nobody liked it. I sent this out. I said, okay, here's some similar players to Scott Rowland. There's an app, Baseball Reference, that shows you similarities in statistics to other players. So here are Scott Rowland's similarity scores. Matt Holliday, Paul O'Neill, Sean Green, Bobby Bonilla, Reggie Smith, Aramis Ramirez, Ron Santo, Fred Lynn, Ken Boyer, Ellis Burks, One of those guys is a Hall of Famer. Everybody else sucks. I mean, they were good, but none of them are in the Hall of Fame. And no, but everybody agrees they don't deserve to be there. And the response is always, well, what about his defense? You know what? Third base, like first base, is all about power. That's why Mark Grace isn't in. Let Mark Grace in then. Mark Grace, 2,400 hits. Great player. 300-plus batting average. He was amazing. He really was. Underappreciated. We're letting Scott Rowland in. Mark Grace, Gold Glover, great defender, great hitter. Nope, not allowed in. Not good enough. How about other players, too, like Kenny Lofton? Kenny Lofton, 600 stolen bases, 300 hitter, 2,500 hits. Dropped off in the first year on the ballot. Didn't even get 5%. Kenny Lofton, not even 5% of the vote. And yet here we are today with Torrey Hunter getting 5%. Torrey Hunter was a way worse hitter. See, these are the things I don't understand. I wish I had a bone. And if there's one thing 
I will wish for in this business even. It's a vote. I wish I had a vote because I do this the right way. This stuff sucks. These are horrible choices. And now we have to prepare for Todd Helton to get in and Adrian Beltre, who deserves it. But we have to prepare next year, prepare mentally for Todd Helton getting in the Hall of Fame. They let in Larry Walker. When they let in Larry Walker, I'm like, oh, my God. I can't even, as I sit here today, I can't believe it when I say it. Larry Walker's a Hall of Famer. Larry Walker. And then here we go with the whole Joe Maurer stuff. We're going to hear Joe Maurer's name next year. Joe Maurer stopped playing catcher five years into his career. Started going back and forth. Couldn't even take it anymore. But yet he's going to go in as a catcher, and everyone's going to say he's a great hitting catcher. I could have made this stuff for hours and hours and hours. I really could. But I just wish and I hope that everybody understands why this is so bad. And I hope everybody sees this too. Just one more thing. Remember, it's okay if nobody gets in. I think, you know, there's been such a stigma around it because of the steroids. Oh, oh, because of the steroids and all the stuff that's been going on. So there's been a stigma around blank years, around nobody getting in. My thing is, that's okay. I'd rather it be exclusive and hard. Should be hard to get in. Only 289 players elected by the writers in the Hall of Fame today. Out of what? 60,000? Less than 1% get in. Less than a tenth of a percent get in. That's great. Keep it that way. Stop opening it up to people because you just feel like they deserve it. Stop voting with feelings and vote with the facts. The fact is Scott Rowland had no milestones whatsoever and got in because of feel-good stories and war. Eno Slaughter, great Cardinal player, didn't get in on the first ballot. Only got 38% in 1969. Ralph Kiner, everybody knows he's a Hall of Famer, 40.3% in the past. Not, not allowed, not good enough. Didn't deserve it. Don Sutton, 1996. Nobody got in in 1996. Don Sutton had 326 wins in his career. One of the few players ever to get 300 wins. One of the last ever to get 300 wins. Only got 64%. Was not good enough to get in. Deemed not good enough to get in. 2013, nobody got in. Schilling, Bonds, Clemens on the ballot. None of them got in. Nobody did. And last year, 2021, nobody got in. Bonds, Clemens, Schilling. Nobody got in. See how fun this is? <laughs> then last year, 2022, the only one to get in is David Ortiz, Mr. Steroid. He did use steroids, it's true. And apparently, we have to have selective memory on who did and didn't use. And it's okay. It's okay if somebody didn't use. Right? David Ortiz was caught using steroids in 2004 on an anonymous test. And what the writers say is the following. Well, he didn't consent to that. So what? It was discovered. I just couldn't be more disappointed in this process. And again, the one thing I ask for before I'm out of this business, I really hope one day I get a vote. Because I'm telling you right now, my gosh, I would do it the right way. If 
find about, and I did this a couple of weeks ago, my mock Hall of Fame ballot, but as, as I sit here and look at the names today, Billy Wagner would be checked off, Jeb Kent, Jimmy Rollins, and Mark Burley, and that's it. And Mark Burley and Jimmy Rollins really are stretches, too. I like Jimmy Rollins. He won an MVP and won a World Series, integral part of the Phillies, good shortstop, good defender, good hitter. And Mark Burley was so consistent, had so much longevity, 14 years of 200-plus innings pitched, you'll never see that again. He might be the last pitcher to ever do it. So that's why I would elect him and vote him in. Wagner, to me, is a slam dunk. And Jeff Kent is, too. Everybody else should not be there. So they elected somebody who shouldn't be there. They elected an imposter. And now the Hall of Fame is becoming a Hall of Imposters. A Hall of Very Good. A Hall of How Did You Get In Here Again? And that is the problem with it. They all get together during dinner. Think about that. You know, they do a dinner every year of the current living Hall of Famers. So Corky Jenkins will be sitting next to Scott Rowland. Mike Schmidt, third baseman, will be sitting next to Scott Rowland. George Brett will be sitting next to Scott Rowland. Think about that. <laughs> oh, George Brett and Mike Schmidt will be sitting next to Scott Rowland because they're all living third baseman or Hall of Famers. All at the same position. Wow. I mean, that's pathetic. That is... Just so bad, so bad for the game, you know? Now, we sit here and talk about integrity of the game, purism. We're talking about the greats and all the Hall of Fame. Why are you letting people in who shouldn't be there? This was a horrible move, horrible election. And really, every year it just sours me because there are certain people who are just slam dunks. And really, it's obvious. Sabermetric people who love to sit there and kiss Ward's ass let somebody in like Scott Rowland, but Billy Wagner is left in the dust. Jeff Kent, who has great stats and real numbers that we could see and measure, not projections or estimates, real numbers, a real MVP award is not allowed in. Barry Bonds is the most home runs ever. Steroids or not, he was going to get in anyway. He had 440 home runs before he quote-unquote started using in 98 and 99. uh, Roger Clemens was there too. Right on the cusp. He had 198 wins before he went to the Blue Jays and started using. They are getting this wrong year after year. And it's only going to get worse. And it's so political and it's so overblown. And everybody thinks they're unbelievable because they have a vote. Give me a break. They get it wrong every year. They really do. I mean, even from back in the day, again, I read you the names. Luke Appling, not in. Cy Young, not in. First ballot. They said he wasn't good enough. So for years, this has been happening. Something has to change then. Okay, if you're not electing Cy Young year one, we got a problem. And if you're electing Scott Rowland now with other players on the ballot who deserve to be there but won't get in, we got a problem. So from 1937 to 2022, every year, the writers have been getting this one wrong. And I love some of them. They're on my show. They're good friends of the program. And a lot of their ballots were good. David Hall came on the program. Good ballot. I liked it. Billy Wagner was on there. Bruce Miles, good ballot. Billy Wagner on there too, amongst others. But I just don't understand why 75% of these guys said, you know what, let's put in Scott Rowland. That's where I just, I don't get it. These are good people. They, they know what they're doing. I know they've covered the game for a long time, but I'll tell you what. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to say Scott Rowland does not belong here. You show me a picture 
of George Brett, Mike Schmidt, and Scott Rowland. I'm going to tell you which one doesn't belong. We all know who doesn't belong. So I just hope that in years down the road they get this right, but I'm just telling you right now, prepare for Todd Helton to be in next year and prepare for our good friend Billy Wagner to maybe not even make it. Somebody who actually deserves to be there, good guy, great player, great with the media, personable, nice guy, maybe he won't get in now. So they're getting it wrong. They talk about character. They talk about steroids. They talk about treating the media well. They talk about numbers. Guys like Billy Wagner are right there. And they have all the things that they're looking for, and yet he's not allowed in yet. But Scott Rowland, everybody's favorite guy. <laughs> Take a look at some of these comments here. Uh, Cesar Ramirez, $10. Cesar, hey, I really appreciate the, appreciate the donation, man. I know I see you comment a lot of my videos. Deion Sanders once said, quote, if certain guys are getting yellow jackets, then mine needs to be a different color. And this goes for all sports. It's becoming a participation trophy at this point. I could not agree more. Uh, that's the comment of the night right there from Cesar. Comment of the night. It is becoming a participation trophy. And I don't believe in that. I don't believe in participation trophies. You've got to earn it. Earn the right to be there. We can't be letting everybody in the Hall of Fame. In the NFL, the NBA is even worse than baseball. Baseball is nothing compared to the NBA. They just let bloody Divac in the Hall of Fame. I mean, are you kidding me? So I'm with you on that. It really is a participation trophy. Karen B., are you really comparing Jeff Kent to Scott Rowland? Hell yeah, I am. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Yes, I am. Yeah, I know Kent wasn't there defensively, but Kent has the most home runs ever at his position. Kent is a record holder for something at his position that's underrepresented in the Hall of Fame. So how can you tell me, no, he doesn't deserve to be there. He's not good enough. Everybody wants to talk about third base being underrepresented. What about second base? Same thing. If Pee Wee Reese is allowed to be in, if other players at second base who did not produce are allowed to be there, like Bill Rizzuto, Kiki Kyler, talking about guys from the 40s and 50s, I know my baseball history. If those guys are allowed to be there, then how is Jeff Kent not worthy? How is Jeff Kent not enough compared to them? You want to talk about underrepresented positions and guys who should or shouldn't be there? Go look at second base. Go look at third base, but second base too. And tell me why Jeff Kent shouldn't be there. There is no good answer. That's why, yeah, I am comparing them, too. Because offensively, there is no comparison. There's no comparison. Jeff Kent's way better. Leaps and bounds better. Defensively, yes, Roland has the edge. So then it comes down to what do you value more? And what, what are you both for? What's your preference? And that's why it's subjective. And at the end of the day, that's why humans are voting. Humans are imperfect. So humans are going to make imperfect choices like they did this past week. Made an imperfect choice. Now we have to sit here and deal with the consequences <laughs> of those actions.